Thanks so much, Hillary. Uh, let me talk to you about Keeps. We've been talking about this for a while. Uh, thousands of guys trust Keeps for hair loss prevention. If uh, if you looked at you know those those days uh, back in the day, uh, and you know you got started early, you maybe a few of those strands of hair would still be in your head. This is one of the situations they talk about with this stuff. The earlier you get started, the better it is. The first sign of hair loss, you can jump on this bandwagon. The more hair you can save and maybe grow back hair as well. Um, FDA approved hair loss treatment. It's got five more five star reviews than any of the competitors. Uh, that's keeps. Uh, and it's going to cost you about half as much as you will uh, have to pay in other places. So, uh, you know, and I'm one of those people who likes paying less. That's just me. I like those things. Um, all you have to do is answer a few easy step uh, questions, snap a few pictures of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your information and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped to your door. If you have any questions along the way, you can uh, message your Keeps doctor 24-7 and uh, track your progress. Go to Keeps.com slash save for 50% off your first order. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Keeps.com slash save. Radio show starts here in just a second. Welcome to Monday. <clears throat> We've got a, a great show lined up for you today. <clears throat> we have uh, the closing testimony coming uh, a little later on in this program. You don't want to miss that if you've been uh, following the testimony over the last uh, few weeks. It's a, uh, it seems to be an open and shut case, but let's see what happens. National Guard is on standby. 500 National Guard on standby now in Wisconsin for the verdict. Why would you send the National Guard out for a mostly peaceful protest? Why would... I don't understand that. Um, also, we're going to start with inflation. What's coming with gas prices uh, and really pretty much prices on everything and what the White House, what their solution is. All coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about uh, American financing. Let's talk about equity benefits for a minute. Let's talk about it right now. While mortgage rates are still low because they're eventually going to rise, right? I mean, we're already seeing credit card, credit card interest rates going up. Many now are at 16% or higher. There's no reason that you should be paying that kind of rate. No reason whatsoever. The banks are getting that money for for free or almost free. And they're making 16%. The home investment that you have, that investment is here now that you need it. With mortgage rates still in the low threes, it is a great time to pay off high interest debt much faster all you do is you get a consolidation loan from American Financing. You can get a free mortgage review 
and learn about what your options are that are available. There's no pressure, no obligation, no upfront or hidden fees. It's just a simple conversation. If they can help you, they will. And uh, that 16% is going to be a lot higher soon. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, Hello and welcome to the uh, program. It's Monday. Uh, today is a big day at the ports. Uh, Biden's new plan uh, is uh, is kicking in today, and this is really going to help uh, the ports and the the backup. Uh, what he's done, and uh, he got the he got the ports to agree with him. Um, what they've done is they're going to start charging for every. A container that has been sitting, waiting to be taken. Uh, every container gets a hundred dollar fine uh, if it's been there for nine days waiting for a truck or six days waiting for a train. Now <clears throat> there are still uh, fifty one thousand containers. So as of today. Any of them that have been sitting there for at least six days get a hundred dollar fine. Now, um, that sounds like a good plan already, um, but the the money is compounded daily. So, with fifty one thousand containers, the estimate is that by the first week, the fines will total. One hundred and forty four million dollars. Now, all of that money is going to be used uh, by the uh, state of California and uh, and the ports to make things more efficient in the future. Now, so, you know, everybody who is shipping has said they're going to pass those fines on to the consumer because they can't help it. They can't get them out fast enough. And so the Biden administration has put this in, and I think a big round of applause, because I think that's going to help us an awful lot, an awful lot. Um, Mm, A little late on the uh, applause there. I don't know. Well, I think people might have been a little shocked, a little shocked. Maybe they couldn't Um, figure out the path as to why charging these companies an extra hundred million dollars will help us. Uh, no, it's not 100 million. It's 144 million. 144 million. Just this week. Just this Just week. Just this week. Yeah. But week two will be. Week great. two is going to be great mm-hmm. because remember, it compounds. Mm. So it's going to be great. How many businesses can we put out? I, I swear to you, that is the goal. It, it has to be. It has to be. Chaos is everywhere. Uh, by the way, the uh, White House is talking about today cutting off uh, pipeline uh, line five. Uh, this is uh, this is up in uh, Michigan in the Midwest. And I, I love this idea. They're saying it will have an unknown impact on regular unleaded gas. <laughs> an unknown <laughs> impact. Uh, and so we know it will be an impact. Yeah, we, we just yeah, don't yeah, know yeah, what the just, impact will be. Maybe no we'll idea. make gasoline free. 
for it everyone. It might. It might. Wow. Now, they are saying that it will be a dramatic spike in the price of propane uh, and <laughs> and things that, you know, people use to cook or heat their homes in the winter. Oh, right. So <clears throat> it would just follow that gasoline will probably be free. Mm. Well, we'll find out. I okay. have an expert on line five coming on uh, in about a half an hour, mm. and he's going to he's going to talk about. <laughs> What that? What he thinks it might mean uh, to shut uh, that down, and they're talking about that. Uh, they're talking about that today. But I want you to know that Stephanie Rule, she works for NBC. Um, she wrote an article, and I think it's very, very. I mean, she's very, very. She's one of us, the people who are just out there in the middle of the country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, she wants us to know how safe we are. She said, um, there's a dirty little secret about soaring inflation. She said, nobody knows exactly when the inflation numbers are going to go down. But let's put all of this in perspective. This is going to make you feel good. Mm. This inflation is not in isolation. And the government predicted that it was going to be a challenging recovery. Recovery all tied to COVID. So it's why you see things like that expanded, the expanded child credit. You've got families of over 60 million kids on average getting an extra $430 a month. For people on fixed incomes, older people on Social Security, they're getting those fixed payments adjusted next year up to 5.9 for inflation. Mm. So the dirty little secret here is that nobody likes to pay more. But on the average, we have more money to do so. Household savings have hit a record high over the pandemic. And we we didn't really have anywhere to go out and spend. And as I said a few moments ago, we're expecting retail sales this holiday season to break all kinds of records. For those who own their own homes, the value of their homes are up. While the stock market uh, isn't the economy, you have over half of American households with some investment in the markets, and they've hit market highs. All of a sudden, they found that point. Yeah. After all the years of telling us how it didn't make any difference when it would go up under Republicans. Correct. Now, now it's not the economy, but it's just right. incredible. Look at all the growth. And I don't know about you, but I can pay for the extra milk with what I've earned in my house. Real? How hmm? are you taking out a... Uh, no an equity loan. No, no, no. I milk? have extra money because my house has gone up in value. Mm, that's on so, paper. And you don't my, actually have that money. And oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And my 401k is worth more. I can afford meat. I can <laughs> afford how bread. <laughs> I can afford that. I go to the gas station. and I just tell the guy, do you know what my house is worth now? And they give me more gas. Mm. Now, I'm not sure what they're going to do once they close pipeline five. But that's a different story. Can you fuel your car on milk? Hmm? Do you have do you have a milk engine? That I could- hope, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think they're working on it anymore because of the cow farts. They're heating the <sighs> anyway. Well, I, I did have one hmm? one observation here. Yes, okay. on, all, on all of this, and on it's incredible this. reporting. Yeah, as you point out. No, I've got some more. I got one from Bloomberg that's even better. Well, but isn't there an issue here mm-hmm. when you say, hey? Look, guys, don't worry. Prices are up, but we're giving you more money to pay for those higher prices. Mm-hmm. Isn't the reason why the prices are up is because you keep printing money and giving it are to people? Are you saying that inflation is 
too many dollars chasing too few goods? That's kind of my definition of it. <laughs> you don't know. There are tons of goods right out off the coast of California. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just waiting to get in. So what are you talking about? Prices going up. There's plenty of goods in China and <laughs> in the, on the, off the coast of California. But that's like paying for mm-hmm. milk with your mortgage. It doesn't. I don't know what work. you're talking about. Mm. You you don't understand the economy oh, okay. like the elites do. For instance, the elites at Bloomberg supply chain shortages are constraining U.S. consumers endless appetite for buying whatever they want, whenever they want. And it's about time. There are better ways to fill your soul than buying stuff. Says Bloomberg Financial News. (laughs) It's become the conventional wisdom that the U.S. economy is built on Americans' endless appetite to buy lots and lots of stuff. So it's it's weird. It's conventional wisdom. No, it's called Bretton Woods 2. Think of this. We we got off the gold standard. The world freaked out in 1972. We got off the gold standard. And they said, uh, you're going to cause all kinds of problems. You'll inflate your money. And we said, no, we'll never do that. And don't worry. We're going to be the buyer of all of the goods. So we're the world's number one consumer. These same people made us into the world's biggest consumer by design. So the government could have its wars and it's great society. That's what happened. And they made us consumers so we could keep the economy going. Now they're lecturing us because they have a new plan. I'll tell you about that in a second. It's become conventional wisdom that the economy is built on Americans' endless appetite. Household consumption makes up about 67% of GDP. When the economy falters, we're told spending is our patriotic duty. But suddenly, Americans can't spend like they used to. Wait a minute, I thought we had plenty of money, but nothing our money could buy. Store shelves are emptying, and it could take months to find a car, a refrigerator, or a sofa. No, a refrigerator and stove, that actually uh, didn't take months. That took a year. If this continues, we might need to learn to do without. Oh. And horrors live more like the Europeans. This is from Bloomberg. And horrors, the elites talking down to the average American and telling you what you should do for your own good. Remember, you're not going to own anything by 2030. If the Great Reset gets its way, by 2030, you'll own nothing, but you'll like it. That actually might not be a bad thing because the U.S. economy could be healthier if it were less reliant on consumption. Uh, What's it going to be reliant on? After all, Americans haven't always acted like this. We entered an age of overabundance. We consume much more than we used to and more than other countries. Consumption per capita grew 65% from from 1990 to 2015, compared with only 35% growth in Europe. Oh, let's be more like Europe. 
These numbers reflect big changes in Americans' lifestyle. The average U.S. home was 1,700 square feet in 1980. By 2015, it was 300 square feet more. Even though the number of people in the average household shrank, in 1980, 15% of households didn't have a TV. Now only 3% don't. In 2015, 40% of American households had three or more TVs, including 30% of households earning less than $40,000 a year. In 1980, only 13% of households had two or more refrigerators. In 2015, 30% did, including many low earners uh, earning households. Clothing purchases have increased fivefold since 1980. Our spending habits have slowed during the pandemic, but despite all the shortages, we've come roaring back. There are many reasons we become a nation of shopaholics. We become richer which means we spend more. Many goods have become cheaper and more accessible. That's partly because of technology and that made production more efficient. But our the big factor here is this, the stuff from abroad. Imports and goods and services as share of GDP nearly doubled since the 1980. The pandemic has revealed vulnerabilities of this hyper-efficient global market. Ports are backed up now. But there is reason to believe the age of overabundance is over. We have to truly take serious protecting the planet and being a good global citizen. Take seriously driving an electric car or installing a solar panel. Yes, it will mean that we have less to throw away. But maybe that means getting by now with only one refrigerator. Oh, my gosh. Lower expectations. Do you remember what Obama said when Trump said he was going to he was going to have us roaring back? That'll never happen. It can't. This this is by design, by design. More in a minute. Blinds.com. For those who have too many windows. Now you want something to cover them? Boy, what, you don't have a dish rag? Well, if you want to just be an arrogant consumer and put something nice on your windows, Blinds.com is there, and they'll make them easy and affordable to upgrade your whole house with the latest styles, premium materials, and even motorization. Can we just take a moment to say, God bless the USA on motorization for, for shades? Can we just... Please recognize Blinds.com has no hidden fees, no misleading quotes, none of that sort of thing. They also have a lot of their products, not everything, but a lot of their products are made here in the U.S. So you're not having to wait for literally your ship to come in. Blinds.com, free shipping and 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Fall in love with your home all over again. Go to Blinds.com and shop and save 40% off site-wide. Plus, the early Black Friday doorbusters. That's Blinds.com for up to 40% off. Blinds.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Stu, they're all making the case that America has more. We have more. Hmm. We, we haven't spent our money uh, during the pandemic. And so we've gone crazy. 
and I was from, this last one was from Bloomberg. Bloomberg, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the company that made its fortune on um, terminals for investors to invest in capitalism. And yeah, but it it's not r- just a... Con- regular you know uh, computer terminal it's mm. it's a fancy screen for elitists yeah that, that have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars for I the think subscription it's tens and tens of, of thousands, thousands of yeah. dollars yes. but then that's also of course owned by a guy who is a multi-billionaire and correct uh, basically commutes to bermuda uh, constantly where he owns a giant chunk of the island correct when he was mm. mayor and concerned about you know, global warming. Yes, he was commuting from his home in Bermuda to New York City. And he but, experienced global warming because I remember if I remember right, he used to leave when there would be really bad blizzards in the city that he was supposed to be running. Yes. And then just run things from Bermuda. Yes, he which- did. He's <laughs> one of the people. Look, right. He has special needs. And so do some of these people who are smarter than the rest of us. Right. They know what's right for us. And so they're teaching us right now. It's funny, too, because the regular people seem to be the ones saying, please don't print multiple trillions of dollars. Yeah. So yeah. that in Inflation doesn't go higher. We don't want you to pay for the increases that you're causing. We want you to not to cause them. Right. We're also saying Democrats are also saying global warming is at the bottom of their list of concerns. (laughs) Democrats are Mm -hmm. saying it's at the bottom of their list of concerns. But we're shutting down pipelines. I mean, we're not. The federal government is. They're shutting down pipelines and making gas go up in hopes that the media that nobody believes anymore, in hopes that the media will convince you that that's somehow or another the evil petroleum companies that are just gouging you and hoping that you will remember that everything this government is doing is making prices go up. I want you to think about $144 million in fines at the ports this week alone. This has gone into into practice today. $144 million in fines for all of those companies this week. Who's going to pay for that? You will. You will in higher prices. Whose fault is that? Mr. Build Back Better, I can make things worse. I can make things better. You know, when Ronald Reagan said the scariest words you can ever speak are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, it's never meant more than it does right now. Joe Biden, I'm, you know, I'm going to get the guys at the uh, port on the phone and I'm going to help. Good God, no thank you. No thank you. That's one week alone. What happens next week? Pipeline next. This is the Glenn Beck program. I come on the program every day and I try to talk about things that are important. And it is my job that you get all of the critical information that you need. And I take that very, very seriously, which is why I'm telling you about Bill Bars right now. I mean, chocolate is critical, critical we used to drop them out of airplanes after the war. It was that important. I mean, hello. Built Bar. Built Bars are not like something that's made in a tire factory because it's all healthy. They actually have real chocolate, and I can eat them morning, noon, and night. Try them. Try them, Sam. Try them. Try them. You may 
like them, I am. No, it's been a while since I've read that. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Bilt Bar understands that flavor comes first. Uh, let your in, uh, let your family in on a healthy snacking secret. Built has surprises all month long. There are limited time flavors arriving at built.com all the time. So check the site right now. Use Beck 15 and get 15% off at built.com. The big uh, Fauci special is going on on Wednesday to get you prepped for yeah. it. Use the promo code Fauci lied at blazetv.com slash Glenn. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Here's the White House on surging gas prices. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options so that we are not relying on mm. uh, the fluctuations and OPEC and their willingness to put more supply uh -huh. and meet the demand in uh -huh. the market. That's our view. Uh, they, we feel that, uh, uh -huh. but we also feel that there are a number of actors here, including uh -huh. price gouging, that Ooh. we have concerns and we've seen out there. We feel we've seen. We've asked the FTC to look into oh. the need for OPEC to release more that are the larger issues here. And that's why we've been focused on those options. Well, you know, it's really weird because uh, do they think that nobody knew we were energy independent just last December? That we weren't relying at all on OPEC uh, price gouging? No, it's probably that you are doing everything you can to shut down the oil business. That's probably what's happening. And now they're talking about shutting down line five, a pipeline that is that provides the lifeblood of energy to the Midwest. Uh, we have um, Congressman Tim Wahlberg. He is a Republican from uh, Michigan, uh, and he can bring us up to speed on what it means if the line five pipeline is shut down. Good morning, Glenn. Hey, Good how are you? With you? Yeah, thank hey, you. Before I say anything else, thanks for all of the unbelievably good work you did in Afghanistan. Oh, thank you very much, sir. Maybe you can do the same here in Michigan in encouraging our governor to uh, not do an insane thing of shutting down a pipeline that has uh, had the benefit given to the people of Michigan as well as the people of the world when you figure that uh, most of the fuel that goes into the jets and the in metro airport and the Delta flights, for instance, I'll be taking off on shortly after I get off this uh, interview, uh, come from the, the, the Line 5. Um, and if you shut that down, you shut down a lot of other things that would go right. And in fact, as, as you pointed out, um, Last December, here in Michigan, I was paying a buck seventy-nine a gallon for gas. We weren't buying from OPEC, OPEC except what we desired, and we basically told them we don't have to buy from you. In fact, we're exporting resources all over the world now mm -hmm. because we're totally energy independent. And this type of action that the president did with Keystone Pipeline, the first thing he did was shut that down, and now he has been considering. But I think relative to our letter that we sent, uh, Bob Latta from Ohio, Jack Bergman and myself, and then 10 others uh, from uh, the, the surrounding states, sent to the president saying, hey, you can't be thinking about doing this, especially when we come to winter, when in Michigan and these northern states, people are going to freeze or be unable to purchase fuel uh, if you shut down a pipeline that has worked safely since 1977. You are going to have the same kind of winter that we had here in Texas for a few days 
where we had rolling blackouts. Um, And if you remember right after that, one of the other pipelines in the south was hacked into and it was it was shut down for five days. And the havoc that that uh, that uh, uh, brought to America and our airports and everything else. And that was only about five days. This is five hundred and forty thousand barrels a day. Um, uh, Jennifer Granholm, who is our new energy secretary, said, quote, this is going to happen and people have to get used to it. Uh, The energy is going to be more expensive this year than last. And there's only one reason. It's a change in administration, the policy with uh, President Trump. Uh, we had an administration that said, let's use all the resources we have, including those found on, uh, on federal lands. We did that. Uh, we became independent. We had the surpluses that we, could, that we could export to our friends and neighbors around the world. They paid us, and we didn't have to pay OPEC for the resources that we needed to take. Now we're forcing the rest of the world to have to rely upon Russian dirty gas far more dirty than anything that we would be uh, putting in our pipelines and ultimately putting in our cars, uh, using as propane to dry our grains. And Michigan right now is harvesting uh, with grains, uh, corn and and, and soybeans needed to be dried. And that comes from propane drying and natural gas. And so to thought of, of expanding the cost still further, which is almost doubled for our farmers, let alone for our homeowners that live in the upper peninsula of Michigan that heat primarily with propane. This is, this is insane what's going on here. And I hope the president uh, walks back anything he decided to do with line five. And I hope the governor understands that her election at the very least is at peril if she allows people to freeze to death this coming winter. So gas prices, it's predicted, could go as high as 50, a surge as high as 50% if they shut down this line. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that impact is not only on heating, not only on on, uh, uh, energy for our cars, for our airplanes, etc., but it's jobs. We're talking of thousands of jobs to be lost across the region as a result of this. And then if you shut the pipeline down, which has never had a problem, even the, the, the ding that it took from an anchor that was dropped in the wrong place didn't impact it at all. But we'll have to take all of these uh, resources, which are hazardous, and put them in, in uh, cargo trucks and, and, uh, and railway uh, containers and take them around through communities all around the state of Michigan, Wisconsin, and Ohio. Now, that doesn't sound smart to me, and I don't think it sounds smart to most people, when in fact we have a system in place that works very well. And an energy company that now that uh, says we're going to build a, a tunnel underneath the Great Lakes for that five-mile stretch, that's all it is, and we'll put the uh, pipeline in that. It'll never be touched by water, let alone an anchor. And you can also put communications technology through that same tunnel system. And oh, by the way, we'll do it at our own cost. And they've started it already. And now the president steps in and puts a little bit of a pause on it. Again, I hope sanity returns and we do what's right for America, let alone what's right for the world. So can the the governor is doing this. She can do this herself, can't she? No, not really. Okay. Um, our former governor went into agreement with uh, both Canada and the Enbridge uh, uh, fuel company 
and uh, the agreement is still in place. It's this radical attorney general and governor that we have in Michigan that decided because of the radical influence and environmental lobby that put huge, huge millions of dollars in their campaigns that they're going to shut it down. I think they're starting to feel the heat right now, uh, not necessarily coming from the gas, but coming mm. from people who understand that this is a wrong solution. You've got treaty, a treaty that's been in place with with Canada and, and uh, the United States, specifically Michigan, for many years. And uh, it is very ne- uh, nebulous right now whether the, the president could violate that, but we want to make sure that he doesn't. And we think that in the courts, ultimately, the governor will lose. All right. So you have written a strongly worded letter to Joe Biden, but that's not going to get it done. And you know that. What will get this done? How can we help? What can be done? Well, I think continued pressure from all around this country, understanding that what comes through this pipeline doesn't only go to Michigan, doesn't only go to Ohio. It's it's refined in Michigan, refined in Ohio, but sent out all over to make an impact. When you think of the flights that go through Metro Airport in Detroit on a daily basis and that fuel that goes into the planes that that, uh, take off and land uh, comes from the uh, line five uh, that makes an impact that's that's at least national in perspective uh, i think uh, the push that went to the president has caused him to back off a bit now they're saying they never said they were going to shut it down they just wanted to make sure it was safe well we also have the pipeline and um, and and uh, uh, hazardous material safety administration fimsa trying to remember what fimsa stood for for a second there <laughs> They've done the check already. They they gave the go-ahead. This was over a year ago to keep the process moving. So we've we've checked the boxes. I think the administration is seeing that. They know they've wound themselves up into something that this governor got them into and probably they shouldn't have. And now it's down to the governor. And I think the continued push from citizens in this great state of Michigan, as well as any others who have the impact that comes from Line 5, will be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much, Congressman. I really appreciate it. Uh, Keep up the good work and keep us informed if there's anything that we need to know uh, or anything that, you know, this audience can do nationwide. Please uh, get in touch with us and let us know. Grateful for that, Glenn. Thanks for uh, keeping people up to date. You got you got it. Uh, That is Congressman Tim Wahlberg. Um, All right. So why is all of this happening? Why is all of this happening and why? for the love of Pete, uh, does the White House say that this is actually going to uh, be solved with the Build Back Better uh, bill? How could all of this be solved with that? Listen, cut five, or sorry, cut six. Here they are. Listen. If we don't act on Build Back Better, what we're doing is we are, won't be able to cut child care costs in 2020. We know that is a huge impact on people's daily lives and American families. We won't be able to make preschool free for many families starting in 2022, saving many families $8,600. We won't be able to get ahead of skyrocketing housing costs. I mean, that's a part of this bill, too. has a major investment in uh, building new housing, uh, affordable housing uh, units so that people can mm. uh, can move into them and live in them and address the, the pending housing crisis crisis and we won't be able to save american americans thousands of dollars by negotiating prescription drug prices so our view is this this makes a strong case this is a strong case for moving forward with this agenda because what we're really talking about is cost to american families how it's impacting them this is what they're saying they're saying that this is going to help with costs and 
this spending bill will actually help with inflation. I want to start there in just a minute. When your car warranty is out and all of a sudden a repair comes up, what are the two things that eat it up? Your money and your time, right? Gone. The time you spend getting your car towed to the mechanic, dealing with the mechanic, waiting for it to be done. It is all time that you could be focusing on yourself, your family, your job, things that matter. And the money? <clears throat> well, let's just say you'd, um, you'd, you'd better be loaded with a whole bunch of disposable income that you don't know what to do with if something goes wrong with your car today and it needs, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking, even an air filter is starting to get hard to get. When you customize a plan with CarShield, you're customizing a plan to save you time, money, and hassle. CarShield is a win-win. They will help you get back on track when you're in a pinch and not on the hook to pay thousands of dollars. Get coverage, uh, get coverage today, coverage that you can actually help design and see why CarShield cars go further. Visit carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. Carshield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, <clears throat> Stu just said when we went into the break that I don't get this. How they just think that this is going to work. How they can convince people that spending trillions of dollars is going to lower inflation. Because inflation is defined as too few goods being chased by too many dollars. We already have that because of COVID. But then you add dollars. What they're talking about is we got to give people another $800. We have to give people another, uh, you know, $2,000. We have to uh, bail these people out. We need to build infrastructure and hire more people and buy more things. All of those things, even if they want to build bridges, the price of concrete right now to build the foundation of your house is through the roof. Imagine if they decide to buy a con- concrete to build gigantic uh, buildings to put in new sidewalks all across America. The price of concrete will skyrocket because there will be less of it. So that's the traditional thing. But remember, we're on modern monetary theory. So we keep thinking about hyperinflation. We keep looking and going, you print this kind of money, you're going to get hyperinflation. And we're already seeing it. The reason why they say their build back better thing it will solve all of these problems is very, very simple. It's modern monetary theory. The first part is the Weimar Republic. The second part is is something that nobody talks about, and that is if the government has control of production and has control of spending, your spending, they feel they can eliminate uh, inflation for the first time because of technology. The Great Reset gives the government what's called a golden stake on every single board. So if GM says we're, you know, we're going to uh, slow down on production or we're going to stop producing these, the government can say, no, you're not or reverse. You're going to stop making all trucks because they have a golden stake. 
So now this the best example is and this wouldn't happen per se. Um, I could see it happening because it'll only make things worse. Um, but they don't like gasoline. OK, so but I'm going to use gasoline. Let's say gasoline does go up another 50 percent. OK, inflation, the evil companies. So what do they do? They're not going to tell the company to make more, which is part of the solution. If they had that golden stake with Exxon, they could just say, you're going to make, you're going to pump more. But the other half of that is controlling what you buy. And so some consumers will be cut off. And so if they have control of all of the dollars, it's digital, which is part of Build Back Better and the banks control and know exactly what you spend and where you spend it. If you are an essential worker, your credit card will work at the gas station. If you're not an essential worker, your credit card would not work at the gas station. It is complete and total control. And it is a centrally planned economy. That is the truth of what they are building with Build Back Better. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thanksgiving is here. Nothing like being surrounded by family and friends and, of course, amazing food. So many calories, so few days. That's the problem. Uh, May I suggest uh, Tanya and I are going to go up to uh, her parents uh, this Thanksgiving. We're going to take the kids and we're bringing a box or two of Bilt Bars uh, because it's an Italian family and there's so much food to eat. Um, Built Bars will be a great substitute for the pie and everything else. They are really good. Built has new surprises all month. There are limited time flavors arriving at Built.com uh, all the time. So check out the site. Uh, mark Black Friday on your calendar. Check out Built.com. Big things are coming. It's Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 for the healthy snack made with real chocolate. They taste delicious. 15. Promo code BEC15, 15% off now at Built.com. does our federal government and the elites of the world what do they think the most dangerous thing is to the planet you could say global warming you could say conservatives free thinkers no the most dangerous thing i will fill you in in 60 seconds It's not every day you have the opportunity to save money and support somebody and support the ideas that you believe in. You have that opportunity today. If you haven't switched over to Patriot Mobile yet, do it. 
no time like the present. This is the only Christian conservative mobile carrier uh, in the country. They operate on the same cell towers as the big mobile companies. So you still get the same coverage. You get the same service, but you are only paying half the price. If you're on the fence, please check them out. You'll see what I mean. They have great, great service and half the price, and they put their money where their mouth is. Unlike Verizon, that is helping fund Planned Parenthood, and AT&T, that is having a, you know, a, a seminar where they're telling their white people to be less white if you want to work for AT&T, Patriot Mobile doesn't do any of that bullcrap. They support the things that you support, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, you know, basically all 10. They're also helping with the right to life and freedom of speech. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Save money and do business with people who are not working against you, but are working with you for the things that you believe in. It's 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. So what is the most dangerous thing? The most dangerous thing is really, really clear. It is the truth. It's the truth. When you're armed with the truth, you can empower others. You can change things when you have the truth. The draconian measures that our government has shoved down our throats can be stopped. But it'll only be stopped when we are armed with the truth and we demand it. Only when we have the truth to fight back with. We need the power of numbers. There is power in numbers. There is victory in truth. Now, there's only one way to amass those kinds of numbers, and that is enlightening people, the millions of people who have blindly marched towards the cliff in lockstep, or to enlighten those and give courage to those who are too afraid to step out of line to question what the hell is going on here. But that is changing. People are more curious and more willing to say, and it is going to get stronger and stronger as your gas price goes up, as the price of meat and a loaf of bread goes up. The truth is dangerous because the truth is powerful. And that's why big tech deplatforms anybody who dares question really anything, but definitely COVID. Big government and their minions in tech control us by controlling information, and they are hiding the truth to keep you under control. If it wasn't now for talk radio and for those on the Internet, we wouldn't have a country. And those who are on the Internet are being stifled more and more. They're being silenced. The algorithms are changing. Instagram just put in a new filter for your protection. They're controlling and hiding the truth. The phrase that the truth shall set you free is absolutely true. And I know it because I've applied the truth in my own life. 
and I am freer than I've ever been in my life. But can they free a country? Yes, but only if millions are in a chorus of voices speaking out. You need to find the truth and spread the truth. In this case on COVID, Americans living in a prison created from fear, concocted in a lab, spread by government and perpetuated by media. The truth, like a virus, once it's out, it can't be stopped. It's contagious. We're shut down for saying something like this. This is Bill Gates last week in the United Kingdom. I want you to hear carefully what he says. The economic damage, the, you know, the deaths, it's been completely horrific. And I would expect that will lead the R&D budgets to be focused on things we didn't have today. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, a new way of doing the vaccine. We need a new way to, wait a minute, what did, what did he just say? Because if I said anything like that, I would get strikes. I would be banned from the Internet. But Bill Gates said it last week. The reason why I know Bill Gates said it is because there's a really good investigative journalist. He is the publisher of the dossier on Substack. His name is Jordan uh, Satchel. And welcome. How are you, Jordan? Hey, Glenn. Thanks so much for having me. appreciate it. You bet. Um, I found this, uh, this snippet of him stunning quite honestly because of what he announced can you take us through this so to preface this bill gates is really the best way to understand bill gates and his role in this whole covid mania stuff is that bill gates is the equivalent of he is the google of public health and this is not a conspiracy theory it, it is just based on the factual evidence that gates and the gates foundation controls and finances and this isn't just me. This is Politico. These are several um, corporate press outlets that recognize that Gates finances all these institutions that did the coronavirus modeling, whether it's Imperial College out of the UK, um, IHME out of Washington State. So we did the modeling. His people proposed the lockdowns. His foundation invested into these mRNA vaccines. So it seems that Bill Gates is not taking responsibility for basically he was so responsible for steamrolling through all of these policies that that the government ended up imposing on the population. Um, of course, the government played a big role and the Chinese government played a role. But Bill Gates, on the private side of things, it was, it was a total monopolist here. It seems that he doesn't even want to talk about it anymore. And it's quite shocking now with um, the latest from Bloomberg is that 7.5 billion COVID shots were injected into people's arms, according to these reports. And now Bill Gates is saying, after investing and profiting billions of dollars off of these things, he's seemingly saying, oh, uh, no big deal. We just got to you know, do another one. This, this didn't work out so well. You know, who cares? And it's just shocking to hear that from the man 
that is so invested in this, both from a monetary perspective and from having power over this entire industry. But if I said on the air that the COVID um, mRNA shots uh, do little to nothing at all to stop transmission, uh, I would be I, I'd, I'd be taken off of YouTube. That would be marked and flagged and taken off of YouTube, Facebook, etc. But that's what he's saying. I, I again, I find it uh, not only because I I'm very well aware of how he how involved he has been in this whole thing, but for having him come out, nobody else is saying that stuff, are they? Not the people that have had so much invested into this. And, and it's funny you mentioned YouTube. YouTube uh, cites WHO policy, but the, but the leader of the WHO, Dr. Tedros, is basically a stooge for Bill Gates. He was Bill Gates's guy. So, so it seems that like, you know, everything just comes back to this. These were Bill Gates's policy recommendations. Um, they're being enforced by Twitter, by Facebook, by YouTube. And it, it's quite sh- it's so shocking to hear this from him. If I if I tweeted something out like this, I would be banned instantly. Alex Berenson has been banned from social media. There's been so many other people that have been skeptics of these policies, uh, of the the efficacy. If you don't believe this stuff is 100% safe, 100% effective, like a, a magic pill for your for your 99 year old uh, grandpa or grandma in a nursing home that they're going to live forever. If you don't believe that, um, then the you know these social media oligarchs seemingly want to ban you from from the public square. But Bill Gates has an exception because I guess that he finances all this stuff. So he's allowed to just spout off. So what is what do you speculate or do you know what his goal here is with this? Um, I I think that Bill Gates is basically uh, Jeffrey Tucker of the Brownstone Institute had a really interesting analogy. And he thinks that Basically, Bill Gates sees this whole pandemic as, as a, and this mRNA stuff as a software issue, similar to like a virus that he deals with in his, in his previous work at Microsoft. So he thinks, oh, you know, these things aren't working so well. Let's just upgrade them. And he doesn't really have a, a sense of humanity and the devastation that he has potentially wrought with his advocacy for lockdowns, with, you know, the side effects that some people are getting from the shots, you know, the, the, the injections in the children. He just doesn't seem to be care. He seems to be very, very cold about this whole issue, and he doesn't want to take responsibility for his failures. When I was in, in this interview that you cited, it's a 32-minute interview. He spent 29 mini- minutes talking about how he's going to fix the, uh, the climate for us and how he has all these solutions for it. So he seems to just like want to bury this under the rug, and he doesn't want to talk about this anymore because it didn't go as, as well as he thought it would. It's amazing the hubris of these people that um, they they are just taking these things on damn the consequences don't really even um, talk to or think about individuals but you're just you're looking at everything as a collective I mean this is the kind of hubris that we had uh, out of Germany in the 1920s with the eugenics and even in America in the 1920s with the eugenicists they 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 looked at society and had no problem doing whatever they wanted to the individual for the good of the collective. Absolutely. And Bill Gates, he has this war perspective. He's very much an elitist. 
he spent his birthday a couple of weeks ago in Turkey. And at the end of the interview that he delivered where he gave this quote about the, you know, the shots not working as well as he thought, he also said that he thinks the best approach to COVID is the one that New Zealand and Australia took, which didn't uh, work. Have locked, yeah, then they locked down their entire population for uh, basically three quarters of the last two years. And this man was just found spending his birthday in Turkey. So he, he obviously views us as peasants that, you know, he's way above us, that the rules don't apply to him, but he wants to enforce the rules upon billions of us. Have you seen the news? And if so, I'd love to hear your perspective on the impact or the meaning of this. CDC admitted uh, this weekend that it has no proof that anybody who had COVID is uh, spreading the virus. And and it was, well, let me just give it documents reflecting any documented case of an individual who, one, never received a COVID-19 vaccine, two, was infected with COVID-19 once, recovered, and then later became infected again, and three, transmitted SARS-CoV-2 to another person when reinfected. They say they're not collecting any of that <laughs> They're not collecting any of that data. Seems kind of like important data to collect. It, it seems like this is just, in my perspective, the, I guess the, the Occam's razor approach is that there's no money to be made in natural immunity and there's no power to be granted to the federal government in natural immunity. So why would the CDC, under the control of the Biden administration, recognize something like that? And the latest, um, the latest research that is coming out now that says that um, it looks like natural, uh, uh, natural immunity um, is actually much more effective than the, the vaccine. It, we have tons of studies that are now coming out and saying this. Um, is that going to make an impact, do you think? It seems that the general public has been so propagandized. I mean, if you go into Washington, D.C. or New York City, they would be shocked if you told them that you have no intention of, of injecting your five-year-olds with this stuff. So it, it seems that America has really split into two. You have this society, unfortunately, of, of cattle who are just willing to do whatever the government tells them to do uh, up, up to and including um, injecting their children with experimental shots. So it just seems that it, their their perspective is just one of blindly trusting the government, um, and that you know the, the history uh, of of science and biology doesn't matter. Natural immunity cannot be recognized. You just have to keep giving yourself the injections over time, again and again and again, uh, to stay safe because the government told you that that's the case. Jordan, thank you so much. Thanks for releasing that and having the guts to do it. Did you get any blowback from releasing his words? It, it always seems that the, um, the the corporate press is very unhappy when you talk about Bill Gates, and and a lot of this is actually because Bill Gates had, funds all a lot of these right. public health. If you go to the Gates Foundation's website, he actually funds a lot of these public health verticals. Uh, the Guardian, a lot of these UK papers, there's some there's some papers in the US. So a lot of it is actually his uh, foot soldiers working on his behalf. Yeah. Jordan, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Jordan Shatchel, he is an investigative uh, journalist. Um, you can uh, follow him on uh, dossier.substack.com. Um, all right, let me, let, me, let me take a quick break, and then I want to come back, and I want to tell you about some of the questions 
and some of the evidence that we are going to present on Wednesday night's special. It's a live two-hour commercial-free special. Begins at 8 p.m. Eastern. Usual time is 9. It's two-hour special. Begins at 8. Has a hour or, or more special after it. A live question and answer with Steve Dace. He has gone through the script, and I, I talked to Steve um, because when we gave him the script, I was worried that somebody as informed as he is had already done you know some of this stuff. And he was like, I didn't know this stuff. And he wrote a book about it. Uh, it is some pretty shocking stuff that you need to hear on COVID. The truth. Crime or cover up. That's Wednesday night. Tell a friend. Gather as a group and watch it live. Back in just a second, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. Holidays are right around the corner, and uh, you know, you know, um, in uh, um, Scrooged, when uh, Bill Murray's character is a little kid, and his dad comes home, and he's a butcher, and he throws down a pack of meat, and he's like, "That's good," you know, "That's good." Top round. Uh, it's kind of getting like that with the price of meat right now. I'm telling you, meat is a really good Christmas gift, not for kids necessarily, but for me, omahasteaks.com. Omaha Steaks, this is the perfect gift for people who like meat. It, I raise cattle myself, and I've asked them, how do you get it to be this tender? And it's all in the aging. For $99.99, you're going to get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignon, which is unbelievable, chicken breast, side desserts, so much more. If you use the promo code BECK, you'll also get eight additional Omaha Steak Burgers free with that order. Shortages, prices, Omaha Steaks are the best, and if you use the promo code BECK, you'll get eight free burgers when entering the promo code. Achieve gifting greatness, incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. We have uh, we have reached out to several people over uh, what a week or two ago, um, trying to get answers, and we will give you the uh, results on who responded. We have evidence that we are going to be showing you. We have documents that prove all of these things, but we wanted to reach out to those who are involved and say. What do you have another side of this? Do you can you explain this any differently? Um, we have we have uh, reached out to Echo Health Alliance. Uh, um, we've asked them about payments that we just don't understand. DARPA. Um, we have reached out to Dr. Barrick, who is a uh, an American researcher that was working with the Bat Lady. We have. Reached out several times to Fauci and the uh, NIH. Uh, we have also reached out to Trump's former science advisor. The only one to answer our questions so far. And it's interesting. Um, 
Was the president intentionally kept in the dark? You will find out. And you will find out what really is going on with the coronavirus, its origins, uh, and its cover-up, and its damage to the world. That's Wednesday night, 8 p.m. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. As the economy continues to recover slowly, Americans are taking more and more credit card debt on. They've racked up $17 billion during the third quarter of this year. $17 billion. Don't worry. The uh, elites in New York and in Washington are saying, oh, people are flooded with cash. They have the extra money to handle all of this inflation. $17 billion. May I remind you, it's going to be harder and harder to get a loan. And right now, the credit cards are, what, 16% interest? That's only going to go through the roof. Please, if you can, call American Financing today and get a free mortgage review. Find out what your options are before the world completely changes. Record low mortgage rates still exist and you still can get a loan. You could save up to $1,000 a month just by folding those credit cards into your mortgage. Most times without resetting your loan. American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. The big Fauci special is this week. Uh, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Fauci Lied to get 25 bucks off your subscription. So there's a federal lawsuit being filed on behalf of dozens of U.S. Navy SEALs. They are seeking religious exemptions from the Defense Department's vac- vaccination mandate, claiming the military is infringing upon their Uh, First Amendment freedoms and intimidating them into getting vaccinated against COVID-19. You know, I don't I don't know how everybody else looks at, um, you know, religious exemptions. But if you're going to try to find logic in somebody's belief. uh, You're that's a very that's uh, an impossible bar. What? Everyone's religion looked at from an outsider looks crazy. It looks crazy. If you say you have a religious exemption, especially if you're an honorable person like our Navy SEALs, what do you say you give them the benefit of the doubt? Hmm? The cost to these Navy SEALs, there are, I think, 35 of them. um, And the cost is incredible. Their their family costs, the finances, their believe it or not, they are being threatened by the DOD that the DOD is going to recoup the money spent on training them, which is between a million and two million dollars. And they're going to be kicked out with less than honorable discharges. These these guys have 300 years of combined military service. Over 100 combat deployments and we're doing this to them. Mike Berry is with us. He's general counsel, First Liberty Institute. He's actually the one, First Liberty is, that filed the federal lawsuit against the Biden administration for denying Navy religious exemptions. Uh, Welcome, Mike. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. So where do we stand on this one? 
Well, as you just said, I mean, you teed it up great, Glenn, and, and uh, we just filed the lawsuit last week. So the, the ball is now proverbially in uh, the, the Biden administration's court. I assume that the Department of Defense will be defended by the Department of Justice, and we look forward to hearing what they have to say, because uh, thus far, uh, they've been very uh, cryptic and not very forthcoming with information. You know, they've been rubber stamping this this process of just saying, uh, if you have a religious objection to the vaccine, too bad, so sad, denied. Um, and meanwhile, they're bragging publicly, oh, well, we just granted five you know, permanent medical exemptions to the vaccine last week. See how, see how you know, wonderful we are. And, uh, but the law says you can't treat religion less favorably than you treat other categories like medical exemptions, administrative exemptions, et cetera, which many service members are, are getting as we speak. So we've, uh, that's really the root of the lawsuit. We've been told that the Navy in general is just not issuing any of them, not even really talking to people about it. Correct. They've, they've publicly stated they have not granted a single religious exemption to a vaccine since the year 2015. So for the past seven years, they've said, nope, you don't get a religious exemption. You can get a medical exemption. You can get an administrative exemption. And these administrative exemptions are for things like if you're within six months of separating from the military, then uh, I, I guess somehow magically you can't get COVID or you can't give somebody else COVID if you're within six months of getting out. Uh, you, you, you know, you have this magic safety bubble around you. But if you're a Navy SEAL who is, you know, who are probably the most elite physically fit, you know, uh, Olympic athletes of the military on the planet, um, and they're supposed to be out there fighting for our freedom. Instead, they're fighting for they're fighting for their careers. They're fighting for their their own freedoms, their livelihoods, their futures, their families, and and most of all, they're fighting for their for their right to have faith while serving in the military. And that's wrong. That's not American. They also, I mean, if they have, if they would get myocarditis, uh, um, which is a a possibility. It's not a huge uh, problem with the COVID, but it is a side effect in some people. And it is already, I mean, I believe the Navy said that they had to ground a few of their pilots because of that. Um, and yet the fear of having that, if you have that, if you get that from this vaccine and you're a pilot or you're an elite soldier, you ain't going anywhere. No, and that's part of the irony here, and we've explained this in the lawsuit. So I encourage everybody listening to go to firstliberty.org. The, the, a copy of the complaint is available. There's also a petition that you can sign to, to support these seals because, of course, you know, we have to keep their identities and their locations confidential, so they don't really have a voice. Um, but it's important that we speak out and say we support you, um, even though uh, you're not able to really speak out you know, on your own behalf. Um, but, but like I said, in the lawsuit, we explain this, that the way that the Navy's policy is set up, that it's a catch-22, because it says, even if you, purely based on your rejection of the vaccine or your refusal to get the vaccine, and then it says, based on religious or personal belief, then you are declared medically disqualified and you're non-deployable. If you're a Navy SEAL and you're declared non-deployable, the game's over for you, right? Your, your career is over. And... And, and, and But then the policy goes on to say this provision does not apply to those with medical contraindications or uh, allergic reactions to the vaccine. So basically what it's saying is if you have a religious objection, you're done. You're out. We don't want you anymore. 
But if you have a medical exemption, well, we don't want to discriminate on the, against you on the basis of your, of your medical issue, so you can continue to serve. We're going to give you a waiver for that. And it doesn't even say if your exemption is granted. It just says if you object to the vaccine on, on religious or personal reasons, you are disqualified. And I mean, that's I, I've never seen anything like it, Glenn. Never. I mean, I, and, and again, I, I can't think of any reason why the Navy would have a policy like that other than they're oh, sending a very clear message that uh, if, if, if you're noncompliant for religious reasons, bye bye. Yeah, I was going to say that the the obvious one to me is, well, I mean, when this administration first got in, what did they do? They started looking for extremists. Um, many of the people in this administration view people of religion as extremists. Uh, and this is a this is an easy way to purge our military of religious people. Well, and you, and you, you know, you're connecting the dots uh, exactly as I think a rational person would. And you said it at the beginning, right, that uh, that this is really about well, well, you said it just now, right, that that you start with the extremism and getting rid of extremists. And now when it comes to vaccines, um, you know, if you're a religious person and, and, and as you said at the very top, the real issue is they, they think, well, those are not legitimate beliefs. Those are not rational beliefs. Correct. And so, uh, so you're, you're no good to us. I mean, I had, I had one, of the, one of the SEALs said he, he literally got a call from his command. He was in the middle of, of, a, of a training school, a highly classified training school, um, and he got a call from his command, and they said, what are you going to do about the vaccine? We have on your, our, our roster here that you're still unvaccinated. Are you going to get it or are you not going to get it? And he said, I'm going to be asking for a religious exemption. And they said, well, then we need you to pack up and come home uh, because you're no good to us. If, if you're going to have a religious exemption, we can't use you. That's insanity. So if you win this case, will it will it um, change everything just for the SEALs or will it go Navy wide? Well, obviously, it'll, it'll it'll you know, it's sort of think of it as like, a you know, concentric rings, right? The inner circle who's going to have the most benefit will be our immediate clients. Uh, but then we, we certainly want to make sure that uh, other people in the Navy SEALs and the special operations community, because a lot of these regulations are specific to special forces and special operations, um, because they get, you know, they're, they're, there's different uh, pays that they get. They get, spe- you know, uh, flight pay, dive pay, um, you right. know, for all the special qualifications that they have. But in, then beyond that, you know, the way that I've, I've really looked at this and I've, I've tried to explain it to people is, if you're a student of World War II history, um, I really hope that this will serve as sort of the, you know, a loose analogy would be the Battle of Midway during World War II when um, after, after Pearl Harbor, that was our first offensive operation against the Japanese, and it didn't win the war, right? It, but it was a huge psychological victory for the U.S. And, and a psychological defeat for Japan, and it then paved the way for us to to go on to eventually win the war. And so I sort of hope that that's what this serves as here, is this will be the first, you know, uh, return volley, if you will, after what the Navy has done to these brave warriors. And it may not bring down the entire vaccine mandate, but I think it's going to put a massive dent in it. Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. God bless you guys at First Liberty. Go to firstliberty.org, firstliberty.org. You can make a donation to help. These guys are always on the front lines, and they, I don't know what their record is, but it's a pretty good record of winning the cases. They wait for the right cases, 
and uh, and and take them on and push it all the way to the Supreme Court and they win. By the way, um, over the weekend, the um, another uh, court this time, I think, in the Fifth Circuit Court, uh, there's been two courts now that have have said the OSHA COVID-19 uh, mandate cannot stand and they have uh, upheld uh, the moratorium on this. And the DOJ has come out and said they are going to vigorously defend the guidelines laid out by OSHA and they will enforce these vaccine requirements. So it looks like it's going to go to the uh, to the Supreme Court. And I doubt that this government is going to do anything um, to stop. I, I just uh, for some reason. These people who have been the first ones screaming, it's a dictatorship, it's a dictatorship. Under Donald Trump. They are ignoring the court orders. Now, that's two court of appeals, and they're both saying stop the mandate right now until this is decided finally. Uh, and the White House is just ignoring them. This gang is fascism. This is what it looks like. They, they, they don't care what the people say. They don't care what the court says. They just continue to do it. More in a second. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. It's, uh, if you think it's easy to, to, uh, to spot a scam email, you might want to think again. Cyber criminals are using something called spear phishing. Now, these are more researched and tailored to you. It's not just the throw out some chum in the water and see what comes. These are targeted attacks, and they focus on an individual and try to trick them into revealing personal information by posing as a trusted friend, boss, company, even a family member. This is not the Nigerian prince. This is something, and this has happened to me several times. The first one I almost got caught up in. It's a friend of mine, uh, and he said, look, I'm stuck at the airport. He would have been at that airport. He's like, can you just, you know, front this for me? And it was all legitimate until he said front, and I was like, he wouldn't ask me to do that. Um, and so I caught it, but a lot of people won't catch it. These are really, really dangerous. Cyber criminals and identity theft are affecting your life, and you can get caught in this quickly. LifeLock will help detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll send you an alert. Plus, you'll have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim because nobody can monitor all transactions. Nobody can prevent all of this. But they're the best. They're from Norton. LifeLock. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. We have to be, we have to be right. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say that. We have to be accurate uh, in our reporting all the time. But it is never more important than this Wednesday night's Blaze TV special. It is on the COVID virus, uh, and it is, uh, uh, it is a. It's an awful thing to report. It's an awful thing to report, but you need to be aware of it. 
and you need to share it with friends because you're not going to see this uh, everywhere. I hope that you will see it uh, in conservative media, uh, assuming that they will watch. We'll send transcripts to anybody who wants them. Um, but uh, we are we are in hope in hopes that you will watch it with your friends and you will um, help explain it to those who are or turn them on to this uh, who think that everything is normal because it's not normal. And we have, you know, the Trump had a former uh, science advisor and um, he, he wrote a letter right after and said right after this began said i'm willing to ask the uh, i'm writing to ask the national uh, academies of sciences engineering and medicine to rapidly examine information and identify data requirements that would help determine the origins of the 2019 covid 19 specifically from an evolutionary structural standpoint we reached out to him and asked him why would you order the investigation because this is compounded by something else that we're going to show you on Wednesday that is quite staggering. Why would you limit the focus on COVID-19 being natural or evolutionary and not the uh, not all of the options and data? Not, not did this possibly come from gain of function? Uh, and the other question we asked, was President Trump aware of your letter? And the ruling out of the lab leak theory as part of your investigation focus. He worked for the White House, worked for the president. We've also asked the president uh, for a response on that as well. Did he inform you that they were only looking into this or concentrating all of their focus on that? Um, we'll give you the answers, hopefully, as they, uh, as they come in on Wednesday night. You don't want to miss this uh, special. Crimes or cover-up. Fauci lied is the promo code to join Blaze TV. Get 25% off now. Use the promo code Fauci lied at blazetv.com. That's blazetv.com. Fauci lied. And we will see you Wednesday night, this Wednesday, special time, 8 p.m., Eastern, blazetv.com slash Glenn, 8 p.m. Eastern, a two-hour special, followed by an hour of your questions and answers. It's the Glenn Beck program. If you're like me, you've been wanting to get into shape for a while, but you, you know, don't get to the gym much, I've got good news. Echelon brings the gym home to you. When you're trying to reach your fitness goals, it can help to have world-class instructors like Nicole Griffin or Michael Brown choreographing classes with music um, from your favorite artists. Echelon is the affordable way to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and the instructor's motivation in the comfort of your own home. Their fitness app gives you thousands of live and on-demand classes, and with Echelon, you can work out anytime. Right now, for a limited time, you can get up to $800 off of the uh, sticker price. To get the exclusive discount, text BECK to uh, 818181. Text BECK to 818181 to get up to $800 off the sticker price uh, for uh, you know one of their one of their incredible incredible bikes. Leave the message. Data, rate, data rates may apply.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Monday, and the jury is being instructed right now in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, and I have to tell you, in listening to him during the uh, break, uh, I think this could be the fastest verdict ever. Now, they haven't given the closing statements uh, yet. The closing arguments are about to begin here. We'll cover them off and on and tell you what this is really all about and the difference of this trial than any other one that I have seen really in my lifetime in America. We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. I don't know if you've been paying attention the last year or so, but car repairs, which were already expensive, have shot through the roof. And if you're looking for a new car, you ain't getting one. You're just not. The computer chip shortage has made sure that if your car's warranty is out, repair is going to be very, very costly, and it might be a while before you get your car back. We are headed for really disastrous times, and uh, this administration is making things worse. Anyway, taking care of a covered repair with CarShield's administrators is incredibly easy. They handle all the paperwork, the expensive payments, so you don't have to. And you could literally end up saving thousands of dollars. I have, and that's before the shortage of everything. With CarShield, you pick out the mechanic, they do the rest. It's like having your own personal team of auto repair problem solvers. Uh, the uh, plans from CarShield provide coast-to-coast roadside uh, assistance, uh, rental coverage, trip reimbursement, all at no additional charge. They've helped over a million drivers. They've helped me twice. They may be able to help you as well. CarShield, a win-win. Get back on the road without an empty wallet. CarShield.com slash Beck. That's CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10% now. CarShield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. All right, can we go to the uh, the judge here? And he did so by criminally reckless conduct. Now, and he's still giving... Element, which I read as part of the... This is, second, I think, fantastic. Is the circumstances of the defendant's conduct... This is what the judge is telling the, um, uh, the jurors. They have to... He's dismissed the illegal gun charge. Uh, and then he said, you have a couple of things you have to consider. Um, you have to uh, consider a reckless, utter disregard for human life... And that is your, uh, what, homicide first degree, uh, reckless homicide first degree. So a reckless, utter disregard for human life. He said that means three things. That A, the defendant caused the death of another human being. And in doing so, he had a reckless, utter disregard for human life. That he um, uh, was criminal, reckless, and unreasonable, and aware that his actions were unreasonable. And I believe there's an and between all of these, right? Like, yes. So you can't, if you, any part of this does not qualify. Like, for example, he had a reckless disregard for human life, which seems impossible, impossible to provide, considering you see him on video multiple times not shoot people that aren't yeah. attacking him. Correct. And not shooting, not shooting the people who he later shot. Yeah. One of the guys, <laughs> um, if you don't know what we're talking about, one of the guys comes up with a gun, Gage Grosskreutz. He points it at Kyle Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse points the gun back at him. 
Uh, Grosskreutz puts his hands up in the air. Uh, then Kyle Rittenhouse lowers his gun. Then Grosskreutz decides some cr- insane maneuver where he runs to the right and tries to grab Rittenhouse's gun and points the gun at him again. And that is when he gets shot. So criminal, reckless, unreasonable behavior of being aware that his actions were unreasonable. Third is an utter disregard for human uh, life. What was he doing? Why was he doing it? How did it happen? And all of those have to be without any regard to human life. So he's on two counts of this. Uh, And by the way, if you believe that the defense has made um, a, uh, a case where you reason, uh, you know, unreasonable doubt or yeah, uh, what is it? A reasonable, you have doubt. reasonable, you reasonable doubt, doubt it's that it's true. If he made the case that it was uh, self-defense, all of that stuff that you had to go through there is out. So if you believe that it was self-defense and he also had other disregard for human life, self-defense trumps it. So I don't think you can prove utter disregard for human life and oh, recklessness. There's completely you can't. ridiculous. It's it shouldn't ridiculous. even have been Correct. charged for. It's so stupid. And then you I think they made a very good case because of what Stu just said several times. He didn't shoot people who weren't physically threatening him. No, and, and we should cl- be clear. Both, two of them with guns did threaten him but then stopped when they saw his gun right and, and he then didn't he did shoot. not shoot he didn't shoot i mean that is overwhelmingly obvious that is not right. his intent was not to go out there and just shoot a bunch of people it makes no sense it doesn't connect with any of his actions from earlier in the evening i mean the whole thing is completely absurd and and in a normal society that was functioning correctly he would not have been charged certainly immediately in this situation they should go to jury and five minutes later be back with an innocent uh, you know a, a full acquittal whether that will happen or not in this society i have no idea so the other the other thing that they can find him guilty of is reckless endangerment and disregard to public safety and it's the same kind of standards that he harmed someone utter recklessness and disregard to any kind of public safety but you can't say that in this case because he didn't shoot everyone. He could have just sprayed the crowd and he didn't. That's an utter disregard. He was making individual decisions Correct. based on who was attacking him. There is no other possible way to look at the videotape. Correct. And the associated testimony by prosecution witnesses who have pointed out that he would that the first guy was lunging for his gun uh the second guy put his hand on the gun he was being hit by a skateboard he was being kicked in the face at the time there were other gunshots in the area going off at the time behind him behind him where the guy behind him was the guy eventually that he shot none of this makes any sense if what your goal is uh, to accomplish is to make sure that we have a, a just society that is based on the law. So now here's where conservatives are. 
and I, I shouldn't say conservatives, anybody that believes that justice should be done and not social justice. We've already gone through this once with the O.J. Simpson trial. We have gone through it recently, but the biggest one is probably the O.J. Simpson trial. The O.J. Simpson trial, African-Americans wanted and celebrated him being let out. However, they all recognize a vast majority of African-Americans that watched that trial and celebrated at the time now say, oh, yeah, he was guilty of sin. But it was a black man giving it to the man. It was a black man getting off. So they were they were looking for social justice. And in this case, they let a murderer go free. And remember, too, like, obviously, there was uh, just like every other community disagreement on that. Some African-Americans did think he was guilty. However, we do know on record that African-Americans in the jury did convict him. Yes. Based not on whether he was guilty or innocent of the incident, but because essentially the man was too too hard on black people and we needed to get revenge for all the other things that have gone wrong in society. So that was it's not how the legal system works. Right. By the way. That was social justice before any of us knew what social justice really meant. Mm. OK, that was just a, a feeling. Now we know what it means. And, you know, it's it's interesting to me that. Americans of of any kind can look at this Rittenhouse trial. I mean, the O.J. Simpson thing, you had DNA, but you didn't know what DNA was at the time. Yeah, it was, and, they had to explain it from like correct. ground one, uh, yeah, you and, know, the ground and, floor. Right. And nobody knew what it was. And it made no difference in the trial because nobody knew what it was. They didn't know how accurate DNA results were. Um, and, and you could have had a reasonable doubt, uh, on OJ Simpson. I didn't, but I, I think a reasonable person could have watched that and went, I just don't know. Uh, this one, this one is so absolutely clear that if this jury finds him guilty, it is truly only about social justice. There's no way an honest person that is just taking into consideration what was heard on the stand, nothing else, just what was presented in the court of law. And it's not like they left a lot of stuff out. They actually found new stuff. <laughs> I mean, there was testimony in there we never expected But if you just are fair and you're doing what the court instructs you to to do and what our justice system instructs you to do, there's no way he is found guilty. I I think if I were on the jury, it would take I would go out in the hallway. We would be walking to the jury room and I'd be like, we're done, right? We're done, right? Can I go home? We could go, right? So one other thing I, I want to add to this, because it's also tied to your social justice analysis. O.J. Simpson, black woman on the jury, says plainly today mm-hmm. that she thought, you know, all the things that had happened over society, that had happened by police to black people, we had to send a message. And that is her executing, not the law, uh, not our justice system, mm-hmm. but social justice, just to make a point. 
And I do think that that's a possibility here. That if, if that happens, that, that is probably the cause. But another associated problem we have now that I don't know that we had as much back then, even though there were some incidents like this, is that I think a person who does not want to send a message to uh, like the message that the OJ juror wanted to send and also realizes uh, quite obviously that Kyle Rittenhouse should not go to prison is going to have moments of thought where yes. they consider if I do not convict him, my city is going to burn to the ground. Um, I, they, they are did, under they threat. Did have, they did have that in the OJ Simpson trial. I don't, I don't know that they had that from the perspective. Um, oh, yeah. They didn't have the personal. I don't think the O.J. Simpson, the, the jurors didn't think, how can I go back into my own community? I could be killed mm-hmm. for this verdict mm-hmm. that they didn't have. But the O.J. Simpson trial, the, the jurors knew that Los Angeles was going to burn to the ground if he was guilty, if he was found guilty. They mm-hmm. did know that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's more prominent today. And I think there's the direct threat on the people. I think that's a big thing is to a, be concerned about. Yeah, because if you think about it, they've already, I mean, George Floyd's, what was it, nephew? Yeah. Said, like, we're taking pictures of the people in the jury box. We're, we know who they are. So if something happens, we know what to do. Uh, we have, uh, uh, you know, I think there's a rational part of people. Now, again, you'd hope that this instinct would not win out. But in a quiet moment, when you're thinking about what's going to happen next, you're going to be nervous that if you decide this guy is not guilty, you may be partially responsible for in your own head, but certainly blamed for it by people around you for all of the damages that go on to your city. You I've, could be killed. Yeah. You could be fired. You, your children yeah. could be targeted. Your family could be targeted. If you have a business, you could go out of business. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the weight around the jury's neck if they do come in and it's a quick uh, acquittal, that's a brave, brave jury. Brave it jury. It's brave to even sit on a jury like that anymore. You know, I, I think back in the day, you'd think to yourself, well, I mean, I, I, this is an important part of our system and we have to make sure that we have competent, smart, fair people to, to execute it. And I, I think most people in the audience would sit there and say, yeah, that's me. I, 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 I can be that person. However, when you add into the fact that if you come up with the wrong verdict, not only will your city burn and you might be killed, the media will then do six months of coverage saying uh, that it was just like it was the right outcome. Hey, we got to understand that, you know, we can't we can't blame people who are responsible for this. And you are going to be the one who is painted as the person who caused it and was wrong, even if you know you're right. And so if they do come back the right way today, it's a good it's a good observation to say, you know what, maybe maybe we look at these people and give them a heck of a lot of credit because it's hard to do. It's not it's open and shut to me. It's open and shut to you. It's open and shut to everybody in the audience who looks at the facts of this. And, and, I and think that's it, all we care about. Right? right. I think it could be open and shut to them, but that's right. not all they're considering. They've got to and consider they, things that they shouldn't be considering. Right. And there is, you know, that they will be instructed not to consider anything mm-hmm. else. But as people, they will. They may not discuss it, you know, in between themselves. Um, but who knows? I mean, that, that is if if he is indeed acquitted, 
that should give us hope in America. And, th- and I think you've we found that actually relatively uh, often recently in that the only thing that seems to be standing in the way of this constant mob are the courts. I mean, you know, the, the vaccine mandate, it's another good example of this. Like, I think everybody in a fair moment, even people on the left would recognize, OK, OSHA was not created so you could have a vaccine mandate of every private employee. Correct. It's supposed to be so people wear hard hats. Right. Correct. Like that's Correct. what OSHA is. We all know. So we don't find OSHA teeth is. in our sausage. Right. <laughs> right. It's the, it's the basics. Right. Is that a shoe? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be so you go into a workplace and you're not maimed right exactly that's obviously what it's for and they're stretching it beyond all recognition to try to put this through and so i think everybody recognizes it's a, it's a it's a bending to 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 that level at the very least if it's not blatantly illegal which i think it is but the courts keep stepping up even in these moments where the mob wants them to say ah eh, you know what let them do it we want it so let them do it I mean, I'll give you this example, and, and it's not a popular one, but the Bill Cosby thing is another example of this. They had absolutely no, they made a deal with Bill Cosby that this would never come out. And then they based new charges on this thing that they promised would never be released. Is Bill Cosby a rapist? Certainly looks that way to me. However, there are rules around our justice system. And yes, it went through this entire thing, but eventually it did get turned around. And as ugly as all of those accusations are, and probably as bad as he is, it was still the right outcome and that is important it's important even when it's a terrible person it's important even if it is somebody who is guilty but you know it in your gut but they haven't proved it or they've asked that you can't consider this you have to play by the rules otherwise we don't have anything uh, so inflation, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the podcast today, but uh, go back and listen to the first hour of today's radio program because uh, it's pretty stunning what we're being told by Bloomberg and NBC that inflation is actually a good thing and these shortages are good because it's going to help change us so we don't buy so much uh, anymore. They are already lowering your expectations. They're already telling you that you should literally be like Europeans and have a, you know, 1200 square foot house. This is not America. This is all coming because of inflation and gas prices and everything else. Inflation is not transitory. It's not I, I, I want you to please call Goldline. Brad Armstrong, partner at uh, Level Minic, uh, said, we're seeing early signs of an inflationary surge that is likely to persist with companies responding to rising input costs with cost increases of their own, which in turn causes higher input costs for others. It's a cycle that will just repeat itself. Say goodbye to all that good sleep we've been having, right? Great sleep. Goldline, offering a special promotion right now on their historic graded U.S. coins, the $5 Indians. With every $5 gold Indian acquired, they're sold in boxes of 20, you'll receive one Mind Your Business silver bar at no cost. 20 gold Indians equals 20 free silver Mind Your Business bars. Don't wait. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID.
I don't know if we're going to hear any of the closing remarks uh, by the time we get off the uh, the air. The, jur- the jury is still receiving their instructions. Um, and uh, it's going on and on and on and on. <laughs> on and on. Well, I mean, it does seem like the judge, just by judging his actions and listening to him, is quite clear on how the other side of this case is trying to manipulate the rules. They've been doing it the entire time. Yeah, I'm interested to see if they try to do something to throw this case in the closing arguments. I would not be surprised. It does seem like they realize they're way behind. Yeah. And let's just give it another whirl if we can get out of this thing. Yeah, let's see if we can get a mistrial and then come out and try it again. It's really reprehensible what they've done so far. Hopefully they won't do it again. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about RecTech. Last night, uh, I had a family member uh, fly in just in time for dinner. We sat down, we were having some steaks because our stove has finally come in, Stu. Our ship has come in, our ship has come in. So everything we've been making recently, mm. been making on the RecTech. So you think a couple weeks? <laughs> Two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Uh, anyway, um, we I threw some steaks on the RecTech last night, and it, it will grill, but it also can smoke. And I added, obviously, doing both. And he sat down and he said, oh, my gosh, this steak is good. Did you, did you smoke this? And I said, nope. I put it on when we got back from the airport. It's been like 15 minutes. He's like, this is delicious. It's RecTech. RecTech is having a Black Friday sale right now. um, And you could save up to $415 off of your RecTech. Perfect for the holidays. Free shipping on all pellet grills. That's what I have. RecTech.com. R-E-C-T-E-Q at the end. Check these out. Makes a great Christmas gift for the family, really. RecTech.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Fauci lied for 25 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We go back to the uh, judge here in the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Intentional, which is a lesser included offense of intentional homicide of the first degree. Again, you should make every reasonable effort to agree unanimously on the charge of attempted first-degree intentional homicide before considering the offense of attempted second-degree intentional homicide. However, if if after a full and complete consideration of the evidence, you conclude that further deliberation would not result in a unanimous agreement on the charge of attempted first-degree intentional homicide, you should consider whether the defendant is guilty of attempted second-degree intentional homicide. This is this is the defendant guilty of second degree intentional homicide. The judge giving the uh, jurors you beyond a reasonable doubt that the following three elements were present. Now listen to this. This is for second degree. First, that the defendant intended to kill another. Second, that he did acts which demonstrate unequivocally under all of the circumstances that he had formed that intent and would have caused the death of another human being. Except for the intervention of another person or some other extraneous factor. The third element is that the defendant did not reasonably believe that he was preventing or terminating an unlawful interference with his own person, and, or did not reasonably believe that the force used was necessary to prevent 
imminent death or great bodily harm to himself. There's no way any of these. I mean, I, I thought that, you know, maybe you could get him on second degree. You know, you wouldn't have filed, but you can't. You can't get it. I mean, first degree um, is uh, he intended to kill. That he had that intent and his actions demonstrated that he was going to go through with that no matter what happened. Um, the uh, third thing you have to you have to say is that um, there was no other reason. This is first degree. There is no other reason. Um, not self-defensive. If you believe he was acting in self-defense, then you can't charge him with first degree. So there's no other reason other than he just wanted to kill someone. Um, and then that he didn't believe that what he was going to do was necessary to stop this person. No, there's no way you can get him on that. And it only gets weaker after that. Open and shut. It's open and shut. It's an open and shut case. All of these, all of these. I've been listening to the the, you know, the um, the judge's instructions on how you have to judge these. You know, reckless, utter disregard for all life that he caused the death by acting criminally reckless and unreasonably, and aware that his actions were unreasonable. That he had utter disregard for human life. But even if he had all of those and he was acting in self-defense, you can't convict you can't him. convict him on that. And, it, and he didn't act in those ways and he was acting in self-defense. This is a monstrosity that this thing was even was even brought. I, I hope uh, not only that he, you know, is found uh, not guilty. Um, but I, I hope he goes and he sues everybody that really destroyed his life. We are seeing a lot of these things happen where major narratives, particularly pushed out there by the media mm-hmm. are getting reversed. We, we, another big one this weekend was the Washington post came out and said, yeah, by the way, that whole, that dossier thing, we have to basically, they took the step of not only re, uh, editing, they didn't technically retract. That's why I stayed away from that word. But they re, they edited large portions of two stories from 2017 and 2019 and then re-released them with the edits and the corrections. And I believe corrected another dozen or so stories about the dossier, realizing that a giant source of the dossier was a Clinton operative. Uh, See, I so have to tell you... Of a, <laughs> It's kind of a big deal, oh, a big and yet Peter deal. Schiff didn't change his ways at all. Adam uh, Schiff, I believe. Yeah, Adam Schiff, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, Poor Peter gets beat up every time you talk about I Adam. I know, I hate that. Um, but uh, the uh, uh, the thing on that is, I hate the fact that they can go back and digitally edit out their mistakes. That should be held in record. Yeah, I mean... I, I, you go back and try to understand this story as a historian... You need to see what all of the press said. And I know it'll be marked, but it's not the yeah. same. 
It's true. I, I think to like Wikipedia has uh, you know versions of this where you can go back and look at old edits, or at least it used to. I don't know mm-hmm. if it still does, but I think it does. Where you can kind of go back and look at what it used to say at different periods and who made the edits. Mm-hmm. That sort of stuff is important uh, because you need to. You're right. Be able to track back the record on this stuff. I mean, if you think about really what happened here, is you had Hillary Clinton paying for research that went through Peter Steele and others, uh, and then the source on the other side of it was a Clinton operative. Now, and then the media eats it up. So a Democratic candidate paying for quote-unquote research slash rumor from another Clinton associate, and that is the type of thing that's able to upend an entire media cycle and more? I mean, how is that possible? First of all, it's a terrible exchange, it's a terrible expenditure for Hillary. Because <laughs> she's already, he's the guy's already yours, why are you paying through all these middlemen to to get this uh, quote unquote research? But on the other side of it, we know why because it gave her a bunch of layers in between. And now, if she just came to the press and said, "By the way, I heard this. I heard this. I heard this," no one would have printed it. Instead, they ran it through several cycles of laundering, and we now know where all this came from. I. I'm sorry, I, I stopped listening to you after you said it was the Peter Steele dossier. Poor Peter, it's Christopher Steele. Did I say Peter? Yeah, you did say Peter. Really? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and I was no. celebrating. In my head, damn I was Peter. celebrating. Damn Peter. Well, He's Peter always... Steele does suck, unlike he Peter does. Schiff. <laughs> Peter Steele sucks, whoever he is. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, let me ask you this. Yes. Um, do you remember hearing at the very beginning of this that this was really a GOP dossier? This was based on what the GOP was doing. Yeah. And, and there is some truth to that, right? Like it, it seems to be there was a, a competing Trump candidate that opened up the door or, or maybe a competing Trump, an anti-Trump media source on the right that opened up the door for this general idea of this uh, Peter Steele slash Christopher Steele <laughs> um, going through and trying to find out what we real what was the tr- you know what was going on with Trump and Russia and all these sort of things, but it never really came to fruition. And then that that research was eventually picked up by the Hillary Clinton campaign. So they really paid for the the part of this that mattered. But there's there was talk at least initially that it was started by it was opposition research by another candidate but of course whether it's another republican candidate or a democratic candidate the, the media has to be aware that when you have opposition research and in this case opposition research by your own people right it has it can't be taken seriously you can't take you. You can look at it maybe for a lead to try to confirm things on your own. You can't just blanket report this stuff. And much of it they did. You know, if you go back and look at the clips of the of cable news talking about the dossier, you know, they never say, OK, we have we 100 percent know the, the P tape is real. But they say it's been largely proved true. Yes. Like as if the essence of it, yes, was right. Maybe there's a couple things in there that aren't 100 percent. But but largely this has been proven true. And the absolute opposite is true. There have been there are a couple things in there that weren't particularly damaging that wound up being, you know, seemingly true or at least based on something. But not like anything like the P tape or any of the real accusations. Right. Um, And so. 
They went the exact opposite way. They defended it the entire time. And to my knowledge, the Washington Post is the only one who's done anything to correct that record. And like, while I don't think it's enough, it's better than nothing. And it is an important part of of the it is retrib- it is retribution and, and the fixing of all of these mistakes it's critical but listen to this hmm. this story came out uh, this weekend the congressional investigator who played a key role in unraveling the russia collusion narrative says his next mission is to force the news media to make necessary corrections to the avalanche of false stories they produced over the last many years the course of correction that i've been trying to work on since i left government service is you have to find a way to correct the media. This is Cash Patel. He said, because for years they lied 50%, they lied to 50% of the American population who believe everything they said, that Trump was literally in bed with the Russians and Putin and that Trump was getting paid. Trump knew that Vladimir Putin was using U.S. dollars to kill American soldiers. Patel, a former national security prosecutor, worked as chief investigator for the House Intelligence Committee, said the media errors and omissions have extended long after the Russia case to the pandemic because reporters can't let go of their hatred for Donald Trump. Their hatred for Trump intentionally blinded their ability to report credibly, and America is finally seeing it. I'm not celebrating that we're finally getting the truth. I'm pretty upset that our media has gone so far down the toilet. That's not a free press that we want. That's not what our founders envisioned when they enshrined the First Amendment and the rights therein. He said that uh, more indictments are likely and um, and very important. Otherwise, we will never regain trust in the FBI and the Justice Department. Do you want, he said, an FBI leadership to be corrupted against you and your family, lie about you and your family, go to federal court and then surveil your family based on a lie. If the answer is you don't want that to happen, then you need to pay attention to the Russiagate criminal enterprise that was orchestrated by the Democrats, Fusion GPS, Comey and McCabe. James Comey and Andrew McCabe were fired as the number one and number two officials in the FBI during Trump's tenure. But both have denied wrongdoing in the Trump-Russia investigation, codenamed Crossfire Hurricane. McCabe was found to have lied during official proceedings, and multiple investigations have found widespread misconduct and errors, including false information submitted to the FISA court on their watch at the FBI. This is the problem, and I don't know if you're going to get, I don't know if you're going to see justice done. Um, I hope it's done and people are arrested, go to jail or pay a real, real price for their involvement in this, uh, in the Justice Department or anywhere else in the government. But I I hope that the media is sued beyond recognition because Because that that's what will hurt them. You read in there that they they lied to 50 percent of the people. And it's like, well, actually, they lied to 100% of the people. Yes. Just half the people decided to, to ignore them, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But they lied to everyone. And, uh, you know, a lot and of they it turned was us just confirmation each bias. Other. Yeah, yeah, they no, turned, They used it to turn us against each other. I think, I honestly, I could be wrong on this. I'd love to get your thought on it. But, like, I think a lot of people in the media actually did believe it. 
I don't know that it was like I we know this is false and we're going to tell the American people a lie about Donald Trump. I think they thought so little of Donald Trump that any accusation that came back by that that looked like it might be true with any credibility they chose to believe whether it was true or not. Yeah, they were in self-imposed ignorance, but that's not an excuse it's not. because of what they do. It's not an you know, excuse. We, we've never accepted something blindly. The things that we would love to be true, we don't run on the air and go, that's true. Wait. We actually take time to go, wait a minute, that feels way too good to be true. Yeah. Do we know that right. for sure? Right, check your biases. I, you know, I, we, you have to check the, the timing and the context around these things. Right. This is right around when an election's happening. It's it's done by uh, the opposition. You know, when an accusation comes out a week before the election, you, yeah, you you immediately treat it with skepticism at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because they were able to find that instinct with the Hunter Biden laptop, right? But not this. But not this. This not was this. immediate turn on the acceptance. Yep. All right, back in just a second. Rough Greens. Lynn wrote in recently about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She says, I, I tried the trial size to see if it would really help. I noticed a significant change in my dog within a week. Wow. Um, She said uh, she's an older dog. She had many issues throughout her life. I first noticed a change in her eyes. She was more alert and her eyes were bright and wide open. She's moving better. And in general, she's more alert and active. I ordered it again, giving it to my other dog. Hopefully it'll do him some good as well. This is a great product. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you so much, Lynn, for writing in. Rough Greens, it's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on your food. The dogs love it because it tastes amazing, and that's why you can get the, the first bag for free. They give you a little teeny sample bag just to make sure your dog will eat it. I, I'm shocked that she saw, saw results that fast, but great. Um, you can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. You pay for the shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call them now. This Wednesday, Glenn exposes the COVID-19 pandemic truths you won't find anywhere else. It's the most important chalkboard of his life. And if big tech gets their way, it could be the last chalkboard of his entire career. Crimes or cover-up, exposing the world's most dangerous lie. Wednesday at a special time, 8 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. 727-B-E-C-K. Wow. I don't know if you know this, but Rittenhouse, even though he killed three white people, he's very he's a very big uh, race hater. He went there to intentionally, because based on race, kill three, three white people. <laughs> some people are good at white supremacy and some, some aren't. Bitch, so some uh, are you know, not. and... <laughs> No, how are so. they how are they they're phrasing this they're they're trying to make these white guys look like you know 1960s protesters yeah. you know martin luther king marchers and i mean one in particular a child molester uh sure the first person he shot uh was, was in prison for molesting five boys uh the next one he shot was uh, in prison for domestic abuse i believe it was okay so um, um, one's abusing a woman, one's abusing five little children. 
trying to make them out to be heroes. They like well, the civil rights protesters hey, of the 60s. At least one of them mm-hmm. were standing up for little boys to... Okay, I... Yeah. Go to... This is the Glenn Beck Program.